This is the Anna Dare Podcast. Hello there. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Anna Dare Podcast. I know there's so much stuff you could be listening to, so I am absolutely stoked that you've chosen to listen to me. Not sure why. <laughs> uh, if you didn't know already, I also host the Triple M Gippsland Breakfast Show. You can catch it on 94.3 and 97.9, 6 to 9am, Monday to Friday. Uh, I'm recording this today on Friday. My show's just finished and it's been a big week. I've had lots going on on the show, including... The Best of Gippsland 2021 Awards. And every Friday, I call a local legend, someone in Gippsland that has been uh, nominated for being just a bloody legend and doing great work in their community. So this week, I awarded a bloke called David. He is involved in the variety uh, children's bash, you know, when they drive around the country and raise money for Variety Club Australia. So here's my chat with him. Take a listen. It's great. Good morning to David Hobbs. Now, David, I've given you a bit of a surprise phone call because you don't know that you have been nominated by somebody for the Triple M Gippsland Local Legend Award. Did you know that? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> All right. Well, the reason that they nominated you is that they've told us that you are one of the best blokes around. You're the captain of a, of a, of a, of a, of a variety bash crew from Gippsland, uh, which you've been doing the, the bashes for over a decade. You've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for Variety Children's Charity. And not only that, you're a youth worker, a caregiver, and an all-around nice fella. How's that? Gee whiz, that sounds all right. <laughs> I need to meet this guy. Uh, you do, you do indeed. Uh, buy him a beer, uh, which you can do because uh, the GRV have given you a fifty dollars voucher. So you know you might be able to do that uh, just to say thank you for all the all the good work you've done in your local community and well done. You're this week's uh, Triple M Gippsland local legend. Cool, thanks, Anna. That's awesome. Pleasure, mate. Now, while I've got you on the line, if, for people that don't know necessarily what Variety Club does, do you want to tell us a bit about it? Certainly, uh, yes. Variety is a children's charity, and us Variety Bashers, we raise money for that charity. And we, on our team, we dress up as Elvis. So we've got three cars yep. and up to about 12 Elvises on the road, all dressed up in our crazy costumes Amazing. in our old cars. Yeah. And uh, you've been doing it for over 10 years. That's a lot of kilometres. Wow. Yes. We've done this year, well, hopefully we'll go ahead this year, would be our 14th grow ah. in the same car. We've got three cars now, but in, in my car, the original one, it's still going. Yeah. And it can be seen around Laurel and Gippsland. Um, but in the reverse, I think $400,000 over the, since 2006 is our first one. That's incredible. Where's your favourite place to stop in Australia when you do the bashes? Oh, my my favourite one was up to Birkdown, which is way up the top of Queensland and across the King River. So yeah, that's a big trip from Warrigal. <laughs> wow, um, just amazing work. I remember seeing the variety um, cars when they pulled into Sydney when I was a little kid. My poppy took us to go and see them, and I still remember this day. One had a you know a dunny on the roof, and they, like you know, we were just like, look at these cars. This is crazy because they everyone goes to so much effort to decorate the cars. They're incredible. Yeah, uh, and of course, Elvis written all over them. Yeah. We've got external speakers with amplifiers, and you certainly know when Elvis comes because we. We park front and centre and we crack the music and we, we try and have a bit of a Christmas. It's all just a lot of fun to uh, assist us to raise money for the kids. So yeah. 
We get a lot of enjoyment out of it along the way. Of course you do. We're a great adventure, I imagine. But, yeah, like you said, it's all for the variety kids and to be able to raise that much money for them is just such an incredible effort. And, again, that's probably why you were nominated and you've won our local legends, David. (laughs) Thanks, mate. Excellent. Thanks, David. No, isn't he sweet? What a local legend he is. If you want to nominate a local legend, you can do that at triplem.com.au. When I say local, Gippsland local. Uh, Also on the show this week, we talked about weird pets because my pet Norman, uh, he's a dog, a Newfoundland. He's enormous. He's only a year old and he's been doing some really weird stuff lately. So I asked anyone that was listening what weird things their pets did. Have a listen. Now, my dog licks the glass. He is a glass licker. It is so funny when you're on the other side of it. Uh, (laughs) I want to know what weird thing your pet does. Blake in Inverloch, tell me, what is it for you, mate? Oh, she uh, just sits back and uh, watches the TV like a human. Is she a dog or a cat? She's a dog. What's her name? Uh, Marley. Marley. Does she have like a favourite show? Um, yeah, she uh, she loves watching the Tigers play football. <laughs> Absolutely loves watching Richmond. Are you sure? Yeah, she loves it. How does she, she react? Um, she barks and cheers and carries on. She actually throws in a fist pump every now and then. <laughs> I love Marley. This is great. And what about if there's like a dog barking on the telly? Does she do? Does she react to that? Nah, she just loves Dusty. She's not interested in other dogs on the TV. <laughs> it's all about Dusty. <laughs> Dusty and the Tigs. Uh, all right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Give Marley a hug for me. She's a good girl. Yeah, I will. I will. No, she's the goodest girl. And then Chris called through to tell us about what his dog, with an interesting name, uh, does that's very weird as well. And it actually is something that my dog does. Uh, mine's an American staffy called Runty. <laughs> Runty? Interesting. <laughs> she, yeah, obviously was, the runt of the litter. <laughs> yeah, he was. And he, was, he was born with a cleft palate. He wasn't supposed to survive. So oh. we, we just um, yeah, gave him the... Yeah, the runty name, and he obviously kicked on. He's over three now. So. Wow, that's great. Um, yeah. And what weird stuff does he do? Oh, at my back door, I don't have a uh, doggy door, yeah. so he has to scratch at the door when he wants to go out. Yep, same. Oh. And I'll get up, and I'll open the door, and he'll walk out, and look at me, and just walk straight back in. <laughs> and he'll do it four times a night, probably. Yep. Yeah, so like he, he want to go out to the toilet, but he just doesn't go. He just goes out. He goes, oh, good. He comes back in and he goes straight back to bed. Dude, my dog Norman is doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, like, it's quite just, annoying, actually. It's so annoying. He, oh my God, he does exactly the same thing. And I stand there and he looks at me and I go, oh, you want to go out? And he goes out and then he walks outside and then he stops and he just turns around and looks at me and I go, what? What do you want? Do you yeah. want do you, are you coming back in? And he looks and, goes, and walks back in. I'm like... What the hell? Do you think it's like a control thing? They're just trying to show that they're the ones in charge, maybe? Or maybe. Who knows? I honestly don't know. If anyone's listening, a vet or a dog behaviour therapist or something, give me a ring on one three hundred nine two five triple six and tell tell Chris and I why the dogs are doing this. Norman does exactly the same thing. And then when I put him outside and I close the door, he'll be out there for maybe 10 minutes and he'll scratch on the door and want to come back in again. Just, oh, yeah. it's insane. Yes. Wow. I'm so glad that you're suffering <laughs> the same way I am <laughs> because I just don't understand what it is he wants. Like, why can't you just decide? whether you want in or out and not keep changing your mind. It's weird. 
Exactly. Or at least go to the toilet when you go outside and not waste my time. Yeah, that's right. Yes. And do you know what else he's been doing this week? Because I buy him a big you know, marrow bone to chew on. He's been um, outside chewing on his bone and then he keeps coming to the back door and throwing the bone at the door. As if, and I go and I open the door and I look and he looks at his bone and looks at me and I'm like, yep, it's your bone. What? What? What do you want? You can't bring it inside. Yeah. It's so weird. Oh, my God. Dogs. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're going to love them. You do. You really do. Hey, um, give Runty a hug for me, all right? No worries. Thank you very much. Thanks, Chris. Have a great weekend, mate. Oh, now, there are a couple of things that made it to air on the Triple M Give Slam Breakfast Show, but here's a story that didn't make it to air. This is just uh, content just for you here on the Anna Dare podcast on the Listener app. So uh, you might have heard that down in Melbourne, a St Kilda sex worker has tested positive to coronavirus and Victorian health authorities are urging everyone who used her services to come forward and get tested. This is a tough day out for a lot of blokes in the St Kilda area who now have to explain why they're going for a test <laughs> like this. But uh, you haven't visited any exposure sites. Why would you think you've got coronavirus and we're in lockdown? You haven't been anywhere except for the time you went out to get us a couple of takeaway coffees. But it took ages because you said the lineup was really long and they ran out of almond milk. This is actually uh, great news for Victorian contact tracers because now there's a whole bunch of previously unlinked cases that are pretty easy for them to link up, I'd imagine. So if it's a doo-doo tested positive and he hasn't been to any exposure sites, well, that hour in between the coffee shop and Bunnings, we know where you were, mate. Now, the trouble with using the services of a sex worker during a pandemic is that it's really hard to try and explain that you maintained a responsible social distance for 120 bucks an hour. How do you explain that? And if you were wearing a mask the whole time, well, that's going to cost extra too, isn't it? And to be fair on all the blokes involved, if you have used the services of a St Kilda sex worker and you only test a positive for coronavirus, well, hey, that's a win. It's got to be a win, right? <laughs> oh, come on. Sex work is real work. Seriously, decriminalise it already. Make it legal. Now, this is a funny story out of the US. A South Carolina man was arrested for stealing a horse after police followed him home and found the horse hidden in his bedroom. (laughs) Imagine if the cops didn't say why the long face, then those cops should be sacked immediately. Come on, you can't not use that one. Waking up to the police, knocking on your door and there's a horse in your bedroom. Not great, but better than waking up and finding just the horse's head, I guess. (laughs) Waking up with a horse in your bedroom, well, I mean, we've been there, haven't we? But normally we meet them at the cab rank. (laughs) We don't actually ride the horse home. Oh, I know. Uh, According to police reports, when they first entered the home, they were greeted by horse poo on the living room floor, which is a warning to all of us. If you're going to ride a horse home late at night, don't share your kebab because it goes right through them. We've all brought home strange things after a big night out, haven't we? Hey, uh, coming up for you, I want to talk TV. Yes, it is TV time. All right. You know, if you've been listening to my breakfast show or this podcast, that I love TV. And every Friday I release TV time. That's what I'm going with. I couldn't come up with a name. I'm just going to stick with TV time. That's what we're calling it. So what have I been watching this week that you should watch? All right. Starting off with a show called The White Lotus. Now, that's on Binge, and it was coming out week to week. I don't like watching week to week shows. I like to binge them all at once. And there's six episodes, so I waited six weeks till they all came out. 
And boy, did I binge. Okay, so the show is there's some there's some pluses and some minuses to this show. Uh, it is set in Hawaii. That's a plus. It's beautiful. They're staying at. There's a whole bunch of people that turn up at this beautiful five star resort in Hawaii for a holiday. All of these guests have their own stories, obviously, and you know reasons to be going on holiday. And it's beautiful, the resort. So that's nice to look at and all the Hawaiian locations, etc. Um, what is a con, I guess, is that the people are all awful. Every single person in this show is completely unlikable. There's not a single likable character, but that's the point of the show, I think, is to show a snapshot of just really gross people's lives, rich people essentially, that only really care about themselves and their own needs. Now, it follows a family. It follows a a couple of newlyweds. It follows a woman who is there to uh, honour her mother, scatter her ashes, but you find out some backstory about that whole relationship. And it also follows the staff at the hotel too. Now, the guy that runs the hotel is actually an Aussie actor and I have to say he's the best character in the whole show. I loved watching his story arc because it gets <laughs> gets pretty crazy and messy. Uh, so I, I rate it. It's a good show. I enjoyed it. Check it out, The White Lotus. It's on Binge. And then the other show I started because I uh, signed up for Paramount Plus a couple of weeks ago, so I have now about, I don't know, 18 streaming sites. It feels that way. Uh, Paramount Plus has got Why Women Kill. Now, the first season of it came out in 2019 and it was on SBS. I didn't watch it on there and now a second season's come out. So as I've said before, I generally won't watch a show if I don't know that there's a second season because I just, I want more. So I've, I waited and here we go. I started Why Women Kill. I think I'm up to ep nine. There's 10 episodes in the first season and I've got two left of that. It stars Lucy Liu. Uh, she's amazing. It is really enjoyable. It's made by Mark Cherry, same guy that made Desperate Housewives, which he has a real unique look to his shows. Like as soon as you see it, you go, oh, yeah, this looks just like Desperate Housewives. Uh, and, yes, it's all about women and their relationships, at, but it's set in three different time periods. So you've got the 1963 story going on. You've got a 1980 three, I think, or four story going on. And then you've got a 2019 story going on and it flips between the the three stories. It's really good. It's really entertaining. Definitely a chick show. I don't think guys are going to like it very much, but I rate it. It's good. I'm going to smash through the second season of that over the weekend as well. Um, Look at me go. Not watching any trash TV this week. I have not even started the latest season of uh, Life After Lockup. I have been watching Survivor though. I'm all up to date. I watch it the day after it comes out and I'm all for Hayley. If you're watching Australian Survivor, love Hayley. She was very close to getting voted out. Well, she did get voted out, but she got sent to Redemption Rock and got another chance, beat Baden, got herself back in the game. But of course, everyone wants her gone now immediately. So she's going to have to pull an idol out of somewhere to keep herself safe. But I really like her gameplay and I really like George because he's entertaining and annoying. I like that he annoys everybody and that he's still hanging in there. Uh, I just want to see all the alpha males gone. I want Emmett gone. He's a challenge challenge beast, keeps winning challenge after challenge. I want him gone. And I feel like he's like pretending to be David, who won Survivor Australia last year, who you just can't be him. He's the golden god. He's a one-off and Emmett's acting like him a lot. He's even wearing a a sarong draped around his shoulders like David used to. So I feel like he's just being 
a rip-off, trying to be a wannabe David 2.0, and he annoys me. Uh, <laughs> so that's it for talk, TV time, TV talk. I still can't come up with it uh, for this week. It's also it for my podcast for the week as well. So thank you for listening. If you got this far, I don't know. Well done. Congratulations. <laughs> I will bring out another podcast uh, next Wednesday week. No, Wednesday. Yeah, next Wednesday. Uh, enjoy whatever you're getting up to out there. And, yeah, if you want to tell someone about this podcast, that'd be great. Thank you. If you want more from Anna, make sure you catch a weekday mornings on Gippsland's Triple M. Also available on Listener.